This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. And gentlemen, welcome to Fiesta Watch, your number one source of League of Legends news for the four major regions of the world. I am one of your hosts, Noah Walter, and joining me, as always, is my good friend and compatriot, Wyatt Lyles. Wyatt, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself, Noah? I'm ready to talk some really great League of Legends. I I don't I don't know why you're so excited. I saw, I saw one of those games in the SKT series. I, let's just, we're going to start with the LCK. SKT last night. Uh, got took uh, took down Rocks Tigers two to one. Uh, game two looked kind of shaky, and, and there's been some infighting amongst the uh, amongst White and myself and the rest of the RotoWire staff as to which team is truly the best in the world right now. Right now, as in uh, March 29th, 2017. White, what, what's your case for SKT being number one in the world right now? Because, I mean, SKT, they last night, yes, they lost the game. But good teams lose games every now and then. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is that they have locked up a spot in the LCK Spring Split Finals. They don't have to play again until, I think, April 22nd is going to be the final. So they've got literally almost an entire month after this week to just sit and watch all the rest of the people play. And, yeah, they might drop a couple games every now and then. But the game that they lost, Mickey went off in the mid lane. So it was kind of hard for them to, to combat that. But if you look at the two games that they won, they won them pretty handily and peanut was playing out of his mind, which is something we haven't been able to say a lot this split. So the fact that he is turning on is going to make them even better when it comes to playoff times. Okay. I hear what you're saying. And I agree with you. I think uh, when SKT is firing on cylinders, they're really good. However, I think there's a right as of right now, I look at Samsung, right? And this is a roster that hasn't changed basically at all since uh, the world, their world's final appearance from last year. And Samsung beat SKT recently, so they, and so that might be a little bit of recency bias, but they are looking so consistent. They're looking so clean. And, like, Samsung 2-0 SKT, if I'm not mistaken, correct? That, that's correct. Also, I see you've been looking at the ESPN power rankings because they've got Samsung at the top of theirs as well. Hey, look, sometimes <laughs> I, tend, I sometimes 
smart people agree with each other. I'm not saying you're not smart. Oh, okay. But I'm saying smart the smart people. money's on Samsung. I think they have a really good. Sh- they they are favored to beat basically any team that rises up to their level in the playoffs because SKT has that guaranteed spot in the finals. But Samsung's right behind them in second place, if I'm not mistaken. Of course, I've been studying the LPL for most of this split, so I'm not acutely aware of that. You're correct. You're correct. They're, they're, they're two Damn games right. behind. Yeah, they're two games behind. Two games behind. I think SKT started off started off hot, and I don't see a lot of improvement out of them. Right? Like, they, yeah, haven't, they haven't made but, major but strides. Do you, but do you need to see improvement when you're the best team in the world? Like, like yeah, Samsung, they have improved because they started out towards the middle of the pack. And they had to fight tooth and nail to get to this level, but SKT has just been at this level. So what well, do they what do they need to improve upon? Because you, you say at this level, good. you say at this level, like they're untouchable, but they're clearly not, right? I mean, yeah, they're not untouchable, but they're still winning. They're consistently winning, even if it takes a little bit. Yeah, so they is lost. Samsung. So is Samsung. I mean, that's very true. And, you know, Samsung does have that 2-0 that they can hang their hat on against SKT just from last week. But I think... A clean 2-0. A clean 2-0. But if we're looking at a five-game series, even a 2-0, there's still room for SKT to reverse sweep that, even if you're looking at last week. So, you know, I just... I feel like we were looking a little bit too much at what happened, you know, just now. Yes, this is kind of sports. is a very much what-have-you-done-for-me-lately kind of thing. But, right, right, right. But I still I feel like the just the the pantheon of SKT's work, I don't think that you can discount that and say that they're not the best team in the world right now. That's just my opinion. Okay, okay. I will say I think SKT have a lot of they have depth to their roster, right? Yeah. Uni and Profit are being subbed in and out and it doesn't seem to be slowing them down. But as you said, it doesn't really matter what SKT did and did, did in week one. It's more about what they're doing nowadays. And right now, they're dropping games to teams they shouldn't be. Right? Like, if, you, if, if, if I had asked you to predict the outcome of a Rocks versus SKT series, you would have told me uh, 2-0. That was a silly question, right? That's very true. That's very true. So that's, that's all I'm saying. But one thing I think we can both agree on right now is that the KT Rolster team is slumping. The super team doesn't <laughs> look so super right now. That is for... Yeah, that is very true. Do, do you see any... Are there any major problem areas that you see coming into the last weeks of the regular season for KT? You know, I, I don't – it's hard looking at them. It's hard to say exactly what is wrong because they started out, you know, going into the telecom wars, it was SKT and KT were neck and neck. They were both, you know, had the identical records going into that first match. And mm-hmm. then I think SKT broke them. I think losing really <laughs> – Losing really two or losing two really close series because both of those series came out two one in the span of like three days, but losing both of those in pretty devastating fashion for a team that's trying to get over that hump and be one of the best teams, it just seems to have knocked them into a bit of a tailspin because ever since then they just haven't been able to really perform consistently. I mean, they also lost to Samsung. Week eight, Woo! they lost to MVP last week. They lost to Kongu well, Monster well, last week. Let's be week. fair. Let's be fair. If Max has the series he had against KT against any other team on Earth, MVP will wins that series regardless. That's true. Like Max, but, Max hard carried. He he was like every solo laner basically. He, he was one v ninety from support. That's this. But enough of me splooging about Max, right? Yeah, uh, but I mean, but even that game or that series withstanding, 
they lost 2-1 to Kongdu Monster, who is the worst team in the LCK at 2-15. and So there's definitely something going on with, with KT. They're still going to be in the playoffs just because of the fact that they had such a good early or a good start to the season. So they'll be right. in the gauntlet. But how far they're going to get, it'll be very interesting to see. I don't know if they're really going to get that far. So are you, are you counting them out? Are you, are you assuming that KT is not going to be stronger than before? Yeah. Fired up for war? Not really. To I even think up the score? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair nope. enough. All right. Well, let's, let's shift gears here to the LPL, and we're going to talk a little bit about Team WE and RNG. Uh, obviously, uh, or not obviously, but the LPL uses a very similar league format to the European LCS, which we'll mm-hmm. briefly cover in a bit, where they have two groups. Uh, at the, when, every, when, our, when the groups were drafted, everybody said, okay, Group A is going to be the group of death, and Group B is just like a couple of random teams. Uh, and it came to pass that uh, group A, which is really known for like strong mechanical players, right? They've mm-hmm. kind of been slumping in cross group play. I think Group B dominated them. Group B has uh, really strong uh, team coordination. Uh, team WE, obviously, like leading the pack right now in the LPL. Yeah, I think when it comes down to playoffs, these two teams are going to be the ones to keep an eye on because it's honestly a coin flip. Right, I've been watching LPL all season, and every time WE and RNG take to the field, it's like okay, they're clearly going to win, and they usually do. Right, there are very few slip-ups between these two teams, and yeah. they've only really been challenged by stalwarts like uh, QG Reapers gave one of them a little bit of a hard time. Uh, IMA is the CLG of China in that they will randomly win series they're not supposed to, and they will randomly lose series they're not supposed to. So they're pretty much a wild card coming into playoffs. So they should be my favorite team then if they're the, the CLG of the LPL. I mean, yeah, IMA is pretty sister team to EDG way back when they got promoted and they made it to Worlds last year and they were like, oh, I can't believe we did it. And then they were in that horrendous looking Group C and they failed to qualify. God, Group C last year still tilts me to this day. Like, I'm, I see. You sound like you're like a robot having a bit of a meltdown there. Do, you, do I actually sound like a robot, or do I sound like I'm having a meltdown? No, I feel like you looked like a robot. Just look at you were just looked like completely out of sorts. You had no idea what was going on. Drains all out of me. Well, also something that really bothers me is that the rest of the league is so inconsistent, and partially it's the rest of the team. Uh, the rest of the league doesn't really have win conditions, right? Yeah, it's like somebody will get going early on, somebody will pop off. Or the other team will have just the weirdest drafts ever. I need to talk about the drafts a little bit, if you don't mind. I, I, yes. Mid lane cled. Mid lane cled. I've been I've been hearing a lot on your Twitter about a mid lane cled, and I'm very I'm very curious to see. There was a mid lane exactly. cled, and it did approximately zero. Like it did nothing. <laughs> Granted, the entire team was having a hard time, but like you you see stuff like mid lane cled. You see Mister Freeze Victor with Rylai's and Iceborne Gauntlet. You see like. Full AD Akali. Just stupid stuff. I don't even know if it was full AD. I don't think he had time to finish his build because he just got stumped. But, like, you know, the LPL is like solo queue. You never know what you're going to get unless it's RNG or WE, in which case both of their junglers are ridiculously good, Condi, uh, MLXG and Condi, respectively, and they can pop off. I'm really looking forward to the finish of the regular season since we're beginning week eight, I believe, of regular season play in the LPL because there's a long break for whatever reason. So uh, next Andy's week, I'll, New Year, man. 
Hell yeah. Party up. Uh, next week, we're going to have more updates on what the playoff picture is starting to look like. Uh, let's shift gears now. We're going to go from, from like third gear back down to like parked. Let's talk about Europe. I mean, I guess since this is a League of Legends podcast, we sort of are obligated to talk about EU begrudgingly. Uh, yeah, now, really, you're, now you look tilted. What's going on? There? I mean, because the EU just, it's all season, they have just been just a big disappointment. Because you look at, you know, G2, you were, you know, they're 12 and 0 or something like that. You know, they're, they're looking to, to do kind of the Patriots thing and go undefeated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to win they're split because all of the rest of the EU is trash and there isn't anything really good happening there. You've got origin who is Owen 12. So I, you know, it's just very bizarre and I don't understand what happened to EU. EU used to be like, you know, they were never, I mean, they were never like the, the LCKs of the world, but the EU always they sent, they sent teams to the LCK. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they were, they were better than NA. Like everybody talked about NA as if it was a redheaded stepchild, and now NA <laughs> is is, is uh, they're breeding some really good talent over the last couple splits, and they have you know kind of held on to that that number number two spot in the of the of the big four that we have here in the in the nor- the main system, not excluding or excluding like LMS and and some of the CIS regions and stuff of, like that. So of the major of the major regions you're saying right now, definitively, this is this is write this down. This is gonna be etched in stone that Wyatt Lyles thinks Europe is the weaker of the two major Western regions, correct? Yes, that you can put my name on that. That is exactly what I'm saying. When you have a team that's 0 and 13, and not only that, when you have a team that's 12 and 0, and then they go to an international competition and can barely beat Kongdu Monster, come on. I my name's right there with you. I agree. Uh, and it's not even just like when you look at the statistics, when you watch the games, like it's not, they're not, fu- they're not good games. They're, they're not, not good games at all. They're not clean. They're not fun. And I, this is Fiesta Watch. We love kind of like getting down and dirty with ridiculous team fights and stuff. But, and I love League of Legends. This is, but I, I can't, I can't watch EU. If, if, if Europe had like, North America schedule where there was like six matches a day, I, that would be painful. I yeah, think. I think we would all have, all of our writers would have just ceased to exist because I, <clears throat> one of our writers, all, literally, I thought he was going to die when he had to watch that Rocks Origin series that went, or the Rocket Origin series that went for like 12 hours. Yeah, who, I, who did that? Was that Ethan? I think it was Ethan. Yeah, it was. Shout Ethan. out to Ethan, the for marathon real, man Ethan, himself. You should, he needs a medal because. <laughs> He he described he described it as in Harry Potter when uh, Harry had to force Dumbledore to keep drinking the uh, the whatever that stuff was in the in the sixth book. That's basically what it was because Ethan just had to continue to indulge himself on that ridiculous series to write somehow write a recap that was pretty short. I mean, I guess well when you just kind of dance around each other for sixty minutes, it's not hard to write a recap. This is like it's it's the games were long, but there's nothing happening. It's just the yeah. It's like both one team will find a pick and then they'll start the bait bear and the other team will walk out and they're like, oh shit, we might lose. Uh, uh, pull back, pull back. Okay, okay, re-engage. Oh, the other guy respond. Okay, just recall. Everybody recall. And then they yeah. and both teams reset. Both teams reset to. Wait, both teams reset and then I think Rock Rocket had five barons. Which why do you need five barons to win? Like you shouldn't need that many. I mean, sometimes teams like SKT doesn't even need a baron sometimes to win. So right. I just. 
Yeah, so I think EU, yeah, they are the, the new red-headed stepchild of the world. And, uh, we, of the major regions, let's say. Of the major regions, yes. And when, so, when the, the best perform when the best looking European team came from the CIS region in last year's Worlds, like that's the red flag right there. It's like yeah, the wild card region outshone everybody. All right, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna share. No, let's here. let's switch gears. Let's switch gears. Let's right, talk about gonna, some good stuff. Good stuff. North America, which is obviously the greatest region on earth. USA, USA. Excuse and me. And Canada. That's not the yeah. You know, it's not the exclusive here. I mean, but like, but really, like, come on. Yeah, yeah you, <laughs> I, I have my CLG USA jersey somewhere. There we um, go. Mark. So. Regular season just ended. Uh, TSM number one. Insert shock face here. It's Cloud9 looked really well. Uh, we were playing pretty well in the early uh, split, and then they just fall off a cliff. And they're starting to get their form back. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're they definitely they don't look as good as they did like in the first couple of weeks, the first few weeks of the season. They were playing lights out, and they certainly looked like they were gonna handily be ahead of everybody. But what? can you really? Can you really take anything from the first couple weeks of the season, though? Because yeah, teams that's are still like figuring shit out, right? There's like only practice time, extenuating circumstances. Um, yeah, exactly. One top team, or one of the teams that I guess is kind of starting to break away from like mediocrity and rise towards becoming a, a top team is P1, and they are having issues of their own right now. Uh, they went 0-2 this last week, if I'm not mistaken. Aren't you touting Phoenix One as like the best thing since sliced bread? And Hell yeah, I was. I was so happy. I loved watching Phoenix One. I still do. But I think there are a couple of endemic problems. Now, granted, I think P1 was sandbagging a little bit in the Cloud9 series. They didn't play Medios, who they found a lot of success with. And they were trying out Shady as support. Shady was duoing with Arrow last night on stream. And there was a tweet earlier today from Stunt. And it reads, and I'm going to read directly here. By the end of the week, there will be no doubt in anyone's mind who the better support is. Thanks for all the support. It really meant a lot. And then a little happy emoji. But I think there's a little bit of trouble in Paradise right now. Arrow's been... Arrow had his worst two weeks in the LCS these last two weeks. Granted, he's still a monster. And his worst two weeks looks like the average NALCS 80 carries. Do you mean the, his worst weeks look like a uh, an Afromu 80 carry? Uh, did he hard feed? I don't remember him hard feeding. <laughs> we'll get. We'll def- I, let's not get to that. Uh, actually, I, I'm. I'm glad Six is feeling better. I we really don't want to get to that. <laughs> Hell no, I don't want to talk about. It. That was just rough to watch. Jesus. Um, shout out to Joey though. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I think P1 right now is having a little bit of an identity crisis. Uh, luckily, they're going to face off against Dignitas in the first round of playoffs, and I think they should be able to comfortably take that series. I agree. Yeah, and I and it's very it's it's concerning seeing teams kind of go through this sort of uh, problem at this stage of the game because I mean playoffs are starting in in a couple weeks or in a week now. You know, I think the first playoff game is on the eighth, so it's not as though we're that far away from things. Like we're we should be in the thick of things, and them arguing over who is going to you know be the better support or whatever. It just feels like this is not the time to be to do this. So it is well, pretty concerning. Um, hopefully, on the other, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, but uh, on the other hand, I think Shady brings a lot of interesting elements to this team. Shady, Shady plays brand. He plays fiddle support. He plays like the weird aggressive stuff. 
And I think just like how Inori gives P1 a different look with his more aggressive jungle pool, and I'm going to avoid saying with it gives P1 the look of being a worse team because he he did not look great. You know, I think if I'm Meteos, I'm like, yeah, I'm starting playoffs. But uh, <laughs> but I think now the spring splits the time where you experiment, right? If you yeah, if true. you expect to have success in the long term and in the summer split, then this is when you've got to shine, right? Or you don't have to shine right now. This is where you like figure out, okay, what's our best roster? Okay, what's our best chances of beating Cloud Nine? Because I'm I'm pretty sure P ones that's in the back of their minds. Like, which roster gives us the best chance of beating Cloud Nine? And maybe Shady gives them a leg up over Sneaky and Smoothie. But we're gonna move on from that matchup. We're gonna talk about the other playoff matchup, uh, which is coming up next weekend which is CLG versus FlyQuest. FlyQuest look slightly better, question mark? Than, yeah, than I mean, their yeah, I think slightly skin. better is a good good uh, determination there. Right. So uh, do you want to talk a bit about CLG and where they're at right now? Yeah, I mean, CLG is a team that we all have kind of seen. They start off the split really bad. They stink it up the first couple of weeks, and then they really turn it on towards the end. And that's what they did here as well. Uh, the last few, couple weeks of the season, they were playing. I wouldn't say they were playing lights out, but they were playing very good. They last week they had a little bit of a stumble just because of the fact that six a you know had to get rushed to the hospital the night before the the week started. So Afromu had to go into ADC, which is a position that if you watch any of his streams, uh, you'll know that he hates playing ADC. Um, so he is very much a support through and through. So. The fact that he was put on ADC, it's it's amazing that they actually were able able to win a series at all. Granted, it was against Envious, so I mean, I suppose even with him, Woo-hoo! if you if you lose against Envious, there's probably a little bit of a problem. But uh, this matchup though is going to be pretty interesting, just because these are teams that uh, you know, if you start if you looked at the first two weeks of the season, everybody would have said, "Oh, Flyquest will 100% win this series." There's no way CLG can win, but the fact that FlyQuest has just fallen off so hard over the last few weeks, and they recovered a little bit towards the end, but still overall, they were just not playing very good League of Legends, so it, it's kind of a toss-up. I think you know we can speculate some more maybe next week before the playoffs start um, just to see exactly where we think it's going to go, but it's definitely a, one of the more interesting series I think we're going to see in the playoffs so far. I think we it might come to pass that we have a little bit of debate on that. But right now, the big issue is relegation. We usually have a Fiesta Watch Fiesta of the Week. This entire tournament is going to be the Fiesta of the Week. Like, if you're if you're if you want high quality League of Legends, look away. Like this yes, is going to be rough. This don't is going to be rough. Don't watch. But, but I, I think a lot of people are going to be watching because a Liquid might get relegated. Curse might get relegated. The perennial fourth best team in North America. The team that Moneyball double lift, Adrian, who's not even playing. Uh, like, who else do they have? Oh, yeah, Piglet, Rainover. Year of Warlows, clearly going well. <laughs> uh, but we're, let's let's begin with Envious, because you mentioned them earlier, and I wanted to kind of touch on that. Yeah. Uh, statistically, their early game is great, but they can't win games. So clearly they're the worst, right? They yeah. just have a physical disability. They can't win games. And they're going to be going up against... Uh, Gold Coin United, and I'm going to read out the starting roster, and I want to get your initial reactions to this. They've got Solo in the top lane, Santorin in the jungle, Phoenix in mid, 
uh, Mash and AD Carry and Mad Life on support. This is coached by Loco Doco, so make of that what you will. What do you think about this team? Uh, I mean, they're not bad. I would say they're not the best team I've ever I've ever seen on paper. You're not impressed. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not very impressed, but I'm not. You know, I've seen worse teams. I would say so. I wouldn't. I'm not going to go out and say, "Oh, well, they're like the most terrible thing ever," because they're not that bad. But uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting, though. I think uh, envy, envy. If Lyra has a great series, then envy wins. Yeah, but, but that, that's true of every envy series, and it isn't really giving a lot of props to Gold, uh, to Goldcoin United. Realistically, but both of the initial matchups. Look really close. Envy, Envy versus GCU really comes down to a coin flip, a gold coin flip. Uh, and on the other side of the bracket, we've got Liquid versus E United. And I, everybody knows the, the Liquid roster. Everybody knows their story. Everybody knows what's going on there. Right? Yeah. But this uh, E United roster is really intriguing to me. And again, I'm going to read this out because I, I don't know how, much of, how many of our listeners are familiar with uh, the Challenger League because it doesn't get a lot of you know it doesn't get a lot of uh, support and views but they've got Licorice in the top lane Gilius the tilt lord supreme from Europe in the jungle Fox in the mid lane Deftly at AD carry and Zazal at support uh the three names you didn't recognize there I'm guessing Licorice Deftly and Zazal they've been playing really well and I don't want to say they've been carrying the team cuz Fox and Gilius have had good performances in the past but this is a team with legitimate rookies, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no LCS experience. Mm-hmm. And they're going up against Rainover, Piglet, Doublelift, Matt, Orlo. Like, what do, you, what do you make of this series? Well, you know, it's, it's hard because, yeah, Team Liquid does have, you know, a lot of these kind of stored players. And they're players that have you know shown that that they can they can do well because i mean they've been on they've all they're at least on an lcs team are they a good lcs team not really but they're at least in the lcs but you know i just feel like maybe not for long exactly and 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 honestly i think just looking at this matchup i almost want to give it to e united just because i don't the NACS is so different than than the LCS. That <laughs> it is a different it is a different creature. It, it is a different creature, and I think when you're looking at, at at series like that, where you have somebody who is used to playing in this controlled chaos or uncontrolled chaos, if you really want to talk about it, um, chaos style. Yeah, I feel like they are going to mm. have a better chance at winning because Liquid is just going to be like, "The hell is happening right now?" Like, you know, they're. I feel like they have more of a propensity to get caught off guard, whereas E United is just going to play their game, and they're not going to—they won't be thrown off by the fact that they're doing crazy things. But well, but but let's not pretend that Liquid's greatest strength is their teamwork, right? True. Like, clear, clear, it's just when they win games, Double Lift pops off, or Piglet shines and then recedes back to the garbage bin, or something like that, right? Yeah. Um. Now the relegation tournament, the promotion tournament, is double elimination. So yeah. rather than asking for uh, 
who you think are going to win those individual matchups, and then we'll have to pretend, we'll have to play out the brackets in our minds. Give me the two teams you think are going to make it to the LCS next year, next split. Um, I'm going to go with Goldcoin, just because their logo looks kind of cool, and it would be nice to have a team called Goldcoin in the LCS. Wait, uh, about- Hello? <laughs> <laughs> this is the I mean, kind of... Shout out to rotowire.com where you get analysis like this delivered to your your internet door. <laughs> no, but but on, on, a, on a real case, so um, okay. I did I did watch a little bit of the NACS um, throughout the split, and Goldcoin did look pretty good. Uh, I, I watched the the NACS playoffs, and they played a couple of really good series uh, against Temple Storm and against uh, United. So I, I think that they've got what it takes. I, I, they can take down Envious, and then. I, I I feel like they've got a shot. I don't I don't I could be wrong, but I'm just thinking that that uh, Goldcoin and Liquid are going to be my two teams that are going to come that are going to get to the LCS. You think you think Double S will save them for relegations, then peace out? I think so. Yeah, I think he'll he'll play with them, and then he's going to immediately try to get back onto TSM. Whether or not that happens, we'll see. That's but. that's another can of worms. That's a whole other thing that we all will have to talk about over the uh, the break between spring and summer. But yeah, no, so gold, be... gold coin and and uh, and liquid are my two. The the, the so let me just say the spring to summer break is going to be juicy. Like I've, yeah, there's going to be a lot of storylines. I really like E United. I've watched a couple of their games. I really like how they play things out. I really like they they have surprisingly decent coordination for a challenger team. I know I qualified that statement like three times in that sentence alone, but it's there, right? Yeah. Um, I think United is getting an, LA, an ALCS spot. I'm not sold on Goldcoin. I think they have a lot of stalwarts. I just see them as a big challenger moneyball team, and historically they haven't done so hot when it comes to yeah. promotions, right? That's fair. Do you remember Fusion? <laughs> yeah. And this is another Fusion in my, in my mind. Yeah, okay, um, that's fair. And I'm, 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 I don't believe that they have the mental fortitude to if, if they if things start going bad. Because from what I've heard, Solo isn't the, the most... Solo's not a rock, right? He's not someone you can always uh, rely on. And I don't want to throw shade at Loco for no reason. But he's never been a coach of a team for long. I, I, I just see t- there's too many things... There are too many red flags with Goldcoin United that make me go, ah, I don't know. So I'm going to say United makes it back. And then I think Liquid by default because Envy just can't win games. And it's really sad. I love Lyra. I love watching Lisa and Lyra. Lyra, please go find – somebody adopts this poor, this poor jungle. Like <laughs> he's got to work with Ninja who can only play Assassins. And once you ban – he can only play like Assassins and Jace, right? So you ban Talon, yeah. you ban Jace, and then he's like, watch me not do anything on Cassiopeia. And then they just fall flat on their face. Seraph is super inconsistent. Or he hits NA solo queue, and he refu- and he says he often like just doesn't play it because he's just like I just don't want to deal with it. When he just and that, to me that's just like you're just talking shit, and then you're not practicing. So okay, exactly. Go Which is why they're in the relegation tournament. So. Which is why they're in the relegation. Right. Apollo is a solid like B tier eighty carry, and I don't think you can win with that. So Liquid and E United are my predictions. We'll check them against Wyatt's next week. Uh, when we record next, why do you have any final closing thoughts before we fiesta our way out of here? Uh, the only thought that I wanted to, it has nothing to do with League of Legends, but I just want to say 
I got very triggered before this podcast started because our producer said that he didn't like Power Rangers. And right. with let's with let's Power, thirty minutes of the cast to that. Like, let, I feel like that just it just needs to be said. In this, the political climate of the day in which Power Rangers just streamed on Twitch for like seventeen days straight, and the new movie came out. The fact that anybody does not like Power Rangers, like, no, you're, you're very wrong. You're it, it, that there are few opinions on Earth. In the history of like communication and language that are incorrect, but that's one of them, I think. You guys are both yep. wrong. I, they're they're running around in silly suits. I don't care. That's all. I don't. But, the, but like, oh my god! You so just, do you no. just judge a book by its cover? Absolutely. Yes. Silly suit. I do. I mean, you, you can say that about what do you think you of Superman? You can say that about superheroes. You can say that about police officers. They're running around in silly suits. <laughs> they're wearing uniforms. No, but then they use Transformers to go ahead and wrestle people. I'm not into it. Sorry. Yeah, but they win. They win. They always win. They get their asses kicked, and then they win. And all is good. Rita Repulsa has stopped. Zed can't do anything. Now they try again next... Hell yeah. We are the epitome of Fiesta Watch right now. We are our own spirit animals. Really quick, though, Joe. Would you not accept the comparison that... Uh, an NFL football team is much like the Power Rangers in that they wear bright, colorful uniforms and they come together and they are greater than some of their parts. And you can almost see an NFL game like two Megazords doing battle, right? With different yep. configurations and they have the yep. different 11, attacks. A lot, instead, of, instead of six people coming together, it's 11 people coming together on a football field to overcome the evilness that is the other team. Right. When you think about it, football is really just like a... a Silly American version of Power Rangers. Yep. Stretch Armstrongs. You're done. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I guess our time has run out here. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at rw underscore Noah Walter. Why, and you where can, can they find you? They can find me at Wyatt double underscore rw. Make sure you get that double underscore because if you get one underscore, you're going to talk to some random girl that is not me. So Although, please get that double underscore. Send her your questions, too. Let's see what she has to say. Why not? That's true. I'd be interested to see who she thinks is going to come out of the NACS promotion tournament. But for all of us here at Rotowire, thank you very much for tuning in to Fiesta Watch. 